I'm going to go ahead and say good morning. It's a Snake River Live. It's going to be morning in about two minutes, so uh, we're all right with that. Um, welcome. This is the post-debate coverage, and I'm going to cover that just very, very briefly. I uh, did a lot of Facebook posts over uh, through the evening regarding some of the things um, that were stated, and frankly, uh, my view... Uh, Trump was very dominant uh, in this one, and he was dominant by essentially following the rules. He was able to make his points, and many of those points were able to stick. Uh, the highlight, of course, being that he's that uh, Vice President Biden has been in Washington for 47 years, and in those 47 years, what did he have to show for it other than the crime bill, bill and uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, Joe Biden um, flat out lied uh, when he talked about the fact that nobody lost their um, health care insurance because of the Affordable Care Act. Just as a reminder, that was PolitiFact's lie of the year in 2013 uh, that the administration was uh, shopping around. In fact, millions of people lost their health care, but I wanted to, to just focus generally on, on just some of my feelings about, about uh, discussions that were tonight. Um, we keep coming back to this issue of health care being a right. Um, and... And, you know, a lot of people say there's a lot of things that are right. Um, uh, shelter is a right or education is a right. Um, and I covered yesterday that, that um, you know, part of Biden's platform is, you know, education. Now, of course, if, if that education is anything like the public education in these large uh, cities, um, then it's not even worth uh, being for free, it's it's something that you should be uh, paid to have to endure because uh, many times it's not worth the worth the diploma, diploma it's printed on. And while that is true through many large cities, it's also true in many rural areas. There's a big problem in education, and I'm not really sure uh, uh, how is a good way to fix it. But I can tell you one thing that will not fix it, and that's throwing more money at the problem. Everybody says, well, if we just, you know, paid more teachers more. The problem is, is that, that when you spend more and more money, what happens is instead of having teachers, in fact, what you should do is, is increase the class size, pay the teachers more money, and separate separate out kids who are at performing um, both at a lesser level and a higher level. Because what happens when you try to mainstream kids is that they end up dragging the rest of the class back. And and no offense, but you know they we we want to normalize them as much as possible. Okay, we want to put them in there uh, because we don't want to make fun of. Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter whether they're riding a short bus or not. Um, whether they have their own class or not, they're going to be made fun of uh, to some extent. And there should be a zero tolerance for that. But kids are kids, and like I said, there should be zero tolerance of that. 
but you can't guard them 24-7. And I think maybe there's that is a, a really, really big issue. You know, when I was growing up, you know, there's the, the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And yet today, just by saying certain things uh, on and certain universities and, and certain schools even, um, that's considered an act of violence. You know, like a U.S. Constitution. Stuff like that. Or um, meritocracy. Things like that. And so what I wanted to focus on, and we'll just go ahead and focus the rest of it, is I want to talk a little bit of analogies. And so just to put libertarian in perspective, I'm going to give you an example. So libertarians walking along the coast, and he comes across this beach. And beach, obviously, it's uh, pristine, and it appears that nobody's ever been there before. Um, and he wonders why. And so he looks around and, and he notices as, as he's waiting in that there appears to be a, a considerable undertow. All right. And then he looks around and he sees actually there is a, an old faded sign that says a warning undertow, swim at your own risk. So the libertarian because he's a libertarian and believes in personal responsibility, says, you know what, I'm a pretty strong swimmer, and this is a beautiful spot. So I think I'm just going to go in. I'm not going to go in too far. Uh, certainly I'm not going to get in where I'm over my head, uh, and I think I'm going to be all right. If anything happens to him, is he going to blame anybody? No. Um, but by and large, he's going to have a wonderful time. And so then he leaves, and a conservative comes along, sees the sign, says, that sign might not be enough, you know, because people might not recognize what that really means. And so they, they take the sign, they fix it up. First of all, they paint it, put some symbols on it, you know, with a guy drowning, um, just so people understand that there's a danger. You know, and maybe put another sign up and maybe even a little bit of a fence around the area that's a problem. Uh, but that's all they do. And the Democrat comes along. He says, well, this is just unacceptable. The people are at risk here. Even though there's this posted sign with a picture so that even those who can't read the sign in English can recognize from the picture that there's danger. Plus, it's in red. I didn't mention that, but it goes without saying. Plus, there's a fence. One would think that because of personal accountability that that would be sufficient. But to the Democrat, that's not. But yet, it's a beautiful place. So, Democrat builds bigger fence um, with a gate, with a lock on it. But because it is a place where people might want to go and just hang out, he also puts up a, 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 a lifeguard tower 
Um, staff's a lifeguard position. And at that point, you know, charges a fee. And then the progressive comes along, and there's a difference between Democrats and progressives. Progressive comes along and says, why is it that you're keeping the poor out of this beach? And they say that because, of course, there's a fee. And so the progressive says, we're going to put a tax on everybody to pay for the safety measures that have been taken to protect the people to use this speech. And so there you have it in a nutshell. Um, the difference from going from the libertarian, um, which you can sum up the political philosophy of libertarian, of... of uh, You leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone. To the conservative, which is, um, well, don't tread on me. You see those signs, right? Now, a libertarian says, well, don't tread on anyone, but um, the conservative will then say, well, government does have some obligation. And see, that's where they get, that's the big difference right there. Who's the government? Democrat, of course, sees that it's important for the government to dictate to you what you do. And, of course, the progressive wants to make sure that everybody is paying for the individual to be able to do something. And so I talked about rights and talked about health care, and that was brought up in the debate. You know, Joe Biden said the difference between him and Donald Trump is that Joe Biden thinks that health care is a right. I can't believe, of course, nobody listens, so few people listens. For those that do, thank you. I don't mean to say that you're nobody's, because you certainly aren't. You are all wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to pass it on. But this is a tiring debate for me. A right is something that you possess separate and apart from anybody else. You have a right to live. You have a right to be free. And even though you may be, uh, even in slavery, um, we're going to get to that in a second, uh, even in slavery, you're, 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 the person who has enslaved you still does not control your mind. That's up to the Democrats. Anyway, uh, I'm going to just take a little bit of a break here and get ready for the next time around, and I'll be right back. And welcome back. Um, you know what the great part of today is, October 23rd? It's the beginning of nonstop Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. Um, I may have to take a drink here. I've been, uh, I just opened up a bag of... Uh, Flaming Hot Limon uh, Doritos. Let me tell you, the flavor on them is great, um, but the name is accurate. 
beautiful thing about those things is you really can't eat a whole bunch of them at once. Or maybe you can. I might just be a wimp. Anyway, those things are amazing. Um, picking up where I left off, talking about rights. If something requires somebody else to do something for you, it's not a right. If, for example, education. If I have a right to an education, which means I have the right for somebody to teach me then what does that make the teacher? Let me put it another way. Um, I can certainly um, am free myself um, to go and seek out the best education that I can afford. And in this country, um, public education is available, and while we frequently deride public education, in fact, I just did deride it just before the break when I was talking about the fact that in many school districts, urban school districts in particular, but not exclusively, uh, those school districts have let their students down terribly. They just pass them on from grade to grade. And uh, the Baltimore School uh, District, for example, 13 high schools don't have a single person that tested proficient in math for the, as a senior. Think about that. But yet they have diplomas, which means that they can, because they graduated from high school in Maryland, means they can apply to certain colleges and they're automatically going to be admitted. Many of them can hardly read, if at all. Not just Baltimore, but many urban schools, and like I said, again, not exclusively urban schools. Uh, many rural schools are hurting as well. But for me to say... I have a right to an education means I have the right to put a demand on somebody else. Now, there's a big difference between me putting a demand on somebody and me saying, I am going to pay for the best education I can afford. It's a huge difference between those two statements, because if I'm paying for an education, I'm willingly entering into a contract with either a person or an institution to provide that education. And they are willingly in, entering in that, into that contract with me. But when I say I have a right, that means that somebody somewhere is obligated to provide that for me. And it's the same with health care. Now, in this country, contrary to popular belief, you know, no one is denied emergency care. 
in time of need, what do people do? They go to the emergency room. It's the most expensive care out there and ends up costing the government or the hospital, depending whether, you know, the what kind of a hospital that is is being run. And that's a big issue right now in the Kansas uh, uh, U.S. Senate race. You know, private hospital, nonprofit. Even nonprofits have to make money, right? Because they have to continually update equipment. They have to keep their buildings up, etc. And if they're not very run very well, it doesn't. They can they they may have the best intentions, but but if they're not run well, they're going to go down. But the question goes back: To whom do I go? to fulfill that obligation of that right to health care. And what quality of health care do I have a right to? Do I have a right to go to Johns Hopkins University hospitals or to the MD Anderson Cancer Clinic? Do I have a right to demand that those doctors take care of me, regardless of my ability to pay, or more so regardless of the ability uh, of me to find a charity to provide a grant or friends and family to raise money so that I can do that. Those are two different things, again, because healthcare as a right doesn't need such things. It requires medical staff to provide a service without regard to payment. Now, you can argue with me on that. You're going to lose because if it's a right which they say it is, then there's no going back from it. So who, who, who's going to pay the doctor for that right? Because if you're not going to pay the doctor and the nurse and the receptionist, and any technicians that are providing us support. What does that make them when they are working and not getting compensated? Working by force because you have to. You're not getting compensated for it. What does that sound like? It sounds like a modern form of slavery in case you're not able to figure it out. Anytime that a right is developed, you have to ask <laughs> who incurs the responsibility 
to ensure that that right is taken care of. For example, you have the right to bear arms, but you don't have the right to demand a weapon from the government or anyone else. You have the right to free speech, but you can't force somebody to listen to you. Do you see how rights work? Or perhaps they just work that way in my warped little world. And I know a few people that would probably say that that's what it is. In fact, I've had that in discussions in my classes. So what kind of person are you? You have to remember most of the people in these classes are very progressive. You know, it's always the, the deserted island test. Do you have a right to live on the deserted island? Yeah. Do you have a right to be free on the deserted island? Yeah. Do you have a right to pursue happiness on the deserted island? Yes. Do you have a right to health care? Well, you have a right to take care of yourself. That would fall under life. Do you have a... But... What happens if you get hurt beyond your ability to take care of yourself? What happens to that right then? Or what happens if you live in the Midwest and your local doctor has diagnosed you with cancer, but you need a second opinion? And because healthcare is a right, um, you want to go and be seen at the MD Anderson Cancer Clinic. So do you have a right to demand transportation to that clinic? You want to talk about slippery slopes. This is why government should be very small, should be very finite as to its roles and responsibilities. This was the intent of the founders. I've wasted all my time, so I'm not going to be able to talk about um, Joe Jorgensen tonight. I will just say this in closing. First, it wasn't a waste of time. Second, thank you very much for listening, if you've made it this far. Third, if you'd like to, if you think it's worth sharing, please, please do so. I, I so appreciate it, not because of all the money I make from Anchor and the sponsorship there, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, but because I think that maybe there may be some small value in what I say. So we'll talk more about a libertarian candidate, how what kind of an impact that is on the race. Uh, we'll do it another time. I've got a lot of homework to do tomorrow. Um, so we'll see how that works. Cruising, heading towards that master's. One class next semester after this semester is done. Then I'll have the master's. And then I'm going to go, now what? Anyway, it's the Snake River Lib. 
Now you see what going full lib means just by my discussion on rights. What do you think about that? If somebody has to provide it to you, it's not a right. Good morning.